When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 21st, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Oh boy, Tyler Glass now. I'm surprised I haven't made the glass elevator, uh, the great glass elevator joke before, but it's 4.1 innings, zero, 600 runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, in my case. I wish it were 0 in runs. What's going on here? Um, I honestly think that glass is totally fine. Uh, he didn't have his curveball working, and that didn't help. But generally, when he has his four-seamer and a slider, getting enough strikes, things are good. It wasn't here, and that's just weird, but you just keep starting him. I need to remove the aces going to ace label because I think the four-seamer isn't dominating as much as I want it to. Uh, so he's in that third tier of, yeah, he's really, really good. You're going to keep starting him, but there's going to be some troubles along the way, not to mention also the health risk that is Glasnow should remove him from the Aces Gonna Ace tab, uh, tag. But yeah, Glasnow's still really good, and that's fine. Marcus Stroman against the Pirates, seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, five hits, one walk, and five strikeouts against the Pirates. And yep, that's what we expect from Stroman these days. He's just killing it. Daniel Lynch against the Tigers, seven innings, zero earned runs, one hit, two walks, two strikeouts. He got the gold star for the evening. Why? Well, I mean, I just, I just gave you the line. Uh, four-seamer and change-up is his men M.O. at this moment. Kind of wild. I thought the slider was going to be the thing, but no. His change-up had a 36% uh, CSW, and he featured it 36% of the time. Um, I don't think it's actually that good, though. He hangs it a good amount. I mean, yes, it is getting an arm side, but I don't really think this is a real thing that we should be leaning on Daniel Lynch for, so I would move on. Yuri Perez destroyed the Jays. Six innings, zero earned runs. Three hits, zero walks, and nine Ks. I I didn't link it in the roundup. I should have. But his four-seamer and slider locations were perfect. I mean, up and down and everywhere around. No, actually not everywhere around. That was more so the the curveball. But the changeup was getting whiffs. Five over 12 whiffs. I mean, he didn't get any called strikes on it. It's low CSW. But getting those whiffs on that changeup is still really nice. And the only concern is, hey, how many innings is he going to throw moving forward? I got a lot of questions today about Yuri Perez being a possible trade candidate for your teams. Get rid of him now before he gets ousted. And yeah, you could do that. Um, I generally avoid the big brain moves. And what I mean by that is making adjustments in season on speculation about their playing time uh, moving forward. That is generally what I mean, like, uh, oh, he'll get kicked out when this guy arrives, or he won't be there for the playoffs, and I got to move him now. A lot of that stuff, you're absolutely right. There are situations where that is the thing to do in retrospect. You think, oh, man, I wish I had done that. But there are a lot of times where it doesn't. Baseball is weird. Where you think it's going to go one way of like, oh man, there someone's got to get kicked out of this rotation. What's going to happen? I mean, yeah, we just saw it with Louis Varland, for example. He's getting removed. But that's also because he was terrible against the Tigers. And if he was good as we expected against the Tigers, I think he might actually still be around there. So with Yuri Perez, yeah, we do anticipate there to be some limitation. But also keep in mind that Yuri Perez could be gone for like a month in July, utilizing the All-Star break to get some sort of... Uh, some space and then he comes back maybe in August and dominates for your playoffs like 
Gary Paris is really good. And a lot of these times we just kind of don't make those big decisions. Also, oftentimes when you have to move these guys, you're not necessarily getting something that's a lock back. I mean, I've been seeing things about like, oh, moving on from James Paxton for someone else who's maybe even off the team in three weeks or something like that. I'm like, why would you do that? Just just roll with James Paxton as long as it goes. Hey, maybe it's all right. You know, it, it's you need to get the value now, too. So don't don't really do anything rash with Yuri Perez is what I'm trying to say. Uh, UC Kikuchi against the Marlins came through as our streaming pick of the day. Six innings, zero runs, two hits, zero walks, six Ks. And what's kind of crazy is that if you guys have been following this, I've been in on Kikuchi because he's throwing sliders and curveballs for strikes inside the zone. And the curveball went nine for 20 strikes. That's a sub 50% strike rate. That's not what you want. But the slider had a 76% strike rate and the four seamer did well against the Marlins. So there you go. He gets athletics next and that is wonderful. Reed Detmers. Oh my gosh. He matched Clayton Kershaw. In fact, he did better than Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw had seven innings, zero in runs, five hits, two walks, and five Ks. That's great. Tatiaga, wonderful. Only 19% CSW is really weird, as his breaking stuff was strange. But whatever. He figures it out, and he's great. Reed Detmers, seven innings, zero in runs, two hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. That's two straight amazing outings against the Rangers and the Dodgers. Now he gets the White Sox. So there was a quote in Mind the News. If you're not reading that article by um, Jeff Zimmerman, I don't know what you're doing. It's like the best article. And Detmer's, uh, Detmer's changed his slider a little bit. And he actually saw it in this one where he dropped its velocity down two ticks, got a little bit of extra movement because of that. Maybe that's the solution. I, I didn't really love its locations a lot in this one. I saw a lot of them that were kind of trying to get down and floated up and got away with it, that kind of thing. Uh, but keep in mind, only 11 whiffs, 26% CSW, right? We've seen, like, more explosive games from Detmers. But I do want to mention, you're seeing seven innings and in 98 pitches. So when you see a lot of whiffs in high CSW, sometimes that comes with this, like, give and take of getting more uh, or deeper at bats. And you still have the same strike rates often. What I'm trying to get at is... It's more called strikes or more swinging strikes that are early in the at-bats and are not outs in play, potential outs in play. And it's why guys like Zach Wheeler and Sandy Alcantara in their peaks didn't have 30% CSWs. They actually had lower than that, but it's because they got quick outs. So, And then they were also able to get those strikeouts too. So Detmers had the, 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 the merge here, had the, like, the balance, eight strikeouts in seven innings. So there might be something really, really good here. We're holding on to Detmers. White Sox are next. Crossing my fingers here. All right, we have a lot of others to talk about from yesterday's games. We have today and tomorrow's games as well. Only eight games tomorrow. Also, a very, very fun announcement about tonight. Um, I do want to mention this really quickly. And actually, uh, I'll talk about a couple of others before the break. Um, This is so fun. Gavin Williams is making his MLB debut tonight. It's going to be at 7 o'clock, and I am doing a live stream on, on playback.tv slash pitcherlist. Go there now, get signed up, do everything that you need to do. It's absolutely free. We're going to watch it live together. I'm not talking about like me putting up the baseball savant page. I'm actually talking about the MLB.tv stream with me overlaid on it, and then the chat is there, 
and I can actually bring you guys on to the stream. We're going to watch this as a giant community tonight. I cannot be more excited. We were initially just going to do AJ Smith Shaver versus Aaron Nola. Now Gavin Williams is making his MLB debut at the same time. I'm going to be jumping between these two. It's going to be great. If you have any questions about it, let me know on, on Twitter, but go to playback.tv slash pitcherlist. You just need to have an MLB.tv subscription or a cable provider that you can put in so you can watch the stream. But if you don't, you could still be there. You could still just join us. You just won't get the video. That's it. You'll get me. You'll get the video of me. You just won't get the actual game video. And that's fine too. That's like exactly what it normally would be. So you have no excuse. 6.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Go to pitchless.com. Sorry, uh, playback.tv slash pitchless. You can also find the link. I'll have a post on the site uh, Petros will be the featured one if you just want to find us there. All right, uh, Cutter Crawford against the Twins got the win. Five innings, zero runs, six hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. Ten whiffs, 32% CSW. You love to see this. 39% CSW on the four-seamer. I was really worried last time out because he went 80 pitches and didn't have the same quality fastball and everything else. He was 77 here, so he's still working on getting stretched out. But this was pretty good. This was pretty good. There is potential once Cutter Crawford finds that second pitch. Now, the slider has been the high PLV pitch, but he hasn't really thrown too many of them. I think it's too small of a sample to really latch onto it. So, curve and, curve and slider and cutter are really the things that we need to figure out here. The cutter, yeah, even though its name, his name is Cutter Crawford, isn't as good as I want it to be. So, uh, he gets the White Sox next, and that's really fun because the White Sox are like the training dummy for breaking balls. That's, we've seen this consistently through the year. It's pretty fun. So we should see a lot more of them, and I really hope we do. So I'm very excited about that start for Cutter. Crawford, Ken Waldachuk open for Luis Medina. Uh, Medina did well. 4.1 innings and one run, five base runners, four strikeouts, set himself up for the win, and it just didn't happen. So good stuff. Garrett Cole was amazing. Why? Because the slider dominated. 7 for 28 whiffs. That's a 25% swing striker with 36% CSW as he got the dang thing down. I mean, sure, it's the Mariners. They give in more. I get it. But, oh, this is the Garrett Cole I've been waiting for for ages. 20 whiffs, 34% CSW. It's why I wanted to have him at number one for so long. And we need to see a start not against the Mariners before I can make him number one again. But this feels pretty dang good. All right, I am going to take a break now. We're going to talk about everybody else, all the pitchers and from yesterday and today and tomorrow after this break. Are you ready to step up to the plate and show off your fantasy baseball skills? Check out Underdog's Fantasy 7th Inning Stretch Tournament from now through July 14th, where you can build your dream team and compete against your friends for the $150,000 in total prizes. So what are you waiting for? Visit the link in the episode description and use promo code PITCHERLIST to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. Join us in the 7th inning stretch tournament and experience the thrill of fantasy baseball like never before on Underdog. Good luck and may the best team win. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and 21 and older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncp.com gambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY and in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789 Jordan Montgomery against the Nationals 7 innings 1 run 4 hits 1 walk in 6 Ks yep this is what the Bears should be doing against the Nationals nice to see it changing curve though overturned 75 sorry 25% CSW or worse which is 
very strange. But he had good uh, command of both the forcing and the sinker, and he avoided the heart of the plate, and that's cool. Ranger Suarez, huge props. If, you, if he's available in your league, you should get him now. Why? This was against the Atlanta Braves and killed it. I was actually a little bit worried because it was Atlanta after cruising with his command before, but I was like, I don't know, it's Atlanta. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, two walks, seven Ks. Now Suarez gets the Mets, then the Nationals, then the Marlins. Do this. Go and get Ranger Suarez. You'll like this run. If he hits a wall, if he does terribly, then we get out. But until he does, this is a Vargas rule. Spencer Strider, ace is going to ace. Six innings, one earned run, eight hits, zero walks, nine Ks. Who do you want more, Strider or Cole? Part of me wants to say it's Cole. But, I mean, this was, yeah. Guys, if you were concerned about Spencer Strider, I saw him at SP3. Why? Because his fastball is still really good, and so is the slider. The slider was so good. Yesterday was amazing. Michael Lorenzen came through against the Royals because he's a Toby who does well against really bad teams. Unfortunately, now he gets the Rangers, Cores, and Jays, so we're just not going to do that. And hopefully, uh, we have a better schedule after the All-Star break. We have Seth Luga coming back from the IL against the Giants coming through for five innings, one earned run. Four base runners, five Ks. That's great. 66 pitches thrown, though. And I hope he's fine for for the Nationals next because it was 75, it would be like 75 pitches, I would expect. Uh, kind of crazy to see his curveball have a 43% strike rate as his number one thrown pitch. I mean, it was the same amount of pitches as his four-seamer, but yeah, that's, no. You can't do that. You can't do that moving forward. Uh, you have Framber Valdez against the Mets. Uh, eight innings, two earned runs, four hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. Ace is going to ace. He had a bit of a careful Icarus here as those two runs came in the final frame uh, in the eighth inning. Um, but yeah, wonderful stuff here. Got a King Cole as his cutter. Oh, yes. Framber Valdez's cutter went 48% CSW. 11 for 27 whiffs. That's what we want. It's so good to see that. Aaron Savali did well against Oakland. Uh, 6.2 innings of two and runs. And now he gets the Brewers, the Cubs, and the Royals. Like, yeah. 70% cutters plus curves with a 38% CSW between them. That's what you're looking for. That's a great pickup right now. Dylan Cease against the Rangers. Six innings, two earned runs, five hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts. 24 whiffs for a gallows pull because the slider really is back. I remember I said it last time he had like 15 whiffs on it. Now he had 19 whiffs on it. And I was a little skeptical because it was really kind of all over the place. Yes, uh, glove side, but like up and down. And this was a little bit like that too. But yeah, this was against Texas. Like, okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Also, the four-seamer, man, it was so good upstairs. It was, the pitch separation of that was brilliant. Uh, I really hope that sticks around. That was uh, That's a major reason why it was this effective too. I don't know if that's going to necessarily be the thing. But yeah, Dylan Cease is back, baby. Johanna Aviedo against the Cubs did really well too. If you wanted to stream, we'll have really good starts yesterday. Uh, six innings, two in runs, five hits, zero walks, and three Ks from Avieta. That's all you can really ask for. Just throw sliders and fastballs for strikes, and you're fine. If he gets gets tough offenses, then we say no. If we see guys like the Cubs, then we say yeah. That's that's it. Kyle Bradish, okay, I have to give him some respect. Why? Because he actually did the thing I really want him to do. He went against the raising out the win. That's not really all of it is. And yes, five innings with a 1.2 whip um, and two in runs, but eight strikeouts because he went... So you went breaker friendly. He went about 70% sliders and curves. Thank you. The fastballs are bad. They are bad. If you can keep up the 65% strike rates on those breaking balls, that will work. 68% on the curveball here is 12 over 44 whiffs and 41% CSW on the slider. That's all you need to do. It's the old Guardian's way. I just hope you can keep doing that. I. It's so funny. We were, you know, I remember all this stuff about like, 
oh man, Kyle Bradge is throwing a tick harder or tick 0.5 harder on the fastball. I'm like, okay, what did it do? Two whiffs. Okay. Like that was never the solution. The solution for Bradish is throwing a ton of breaking stuff. You remember last year when he destroyed the Astros? Remember that game it was like 8.2 innings or something like that? Yeah, it's because he went ultra breaking ball. And when he can do that, but that's the problem. It's like, can he actually do this? I hope so. Ben Lively. All right, we're done. No more. Sorry, Raggedy Ann. Yeah, you're back to that. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, George Kirby has a strange outing against the Yankees. Why? Because what does he do? Think about it for a second. What does George Kirby do? Right. It's like a 17% swing strike rate on the four-seamer. And then, like, you just want sliders for strikes and curveballs for strikes. But, like, none of those are exceptional. Well, with seven innings, 300 runs, which is fine. We'll take that. Um, eight, in, eight hits, zero walks. That's a fine whip. Uh, 4Ks, and then not so good. Only four whiffs, 29% CSW. Okay, so probably, like, you know, got all those on the fastball and everything. Oh, his fastball went one for 28 CSW. One. A 4% CSW. It's like less than that. What on earth? One whiff on 28th thrown. I, I don't understand. Now, he got through this by throwing a ton of sliders. 48% CSW, 35% usage. And props to him for adjusting. But what? That is That is crazy. And it's so funny to me. Now, we saw the Mariners struggle with their fastballs against the Yankees last time. Remember, it was uh, Bryce Miller and Logan Gilbert got theirs destroyed, and Kirby was able to come through, and it's like the Yankees had a vendetta. They're like, okay, next time, we're going to we're gonna give you the old uh, fastball demolition. And they did. And like, what? It's wild to me. It's not going to be the norm. Bailey Ober against the Red Sox, six innings, 300 runs, eight hits, zero walks, and four Ks. 23% CSW was not hit on the changeup, nor the fastball, nor the slider. Very weird, but I think he had good command here. So uh, the curve all of a sudden was involved, and that was fine. I, th- I think Bailey Ober is good. Anthony Descafani, I don't think is very good. I mean, this is, I guess, a little bit better. Almost a very poor quality start against the Padres, which you would take, but it was only five innings of 300 runs and nine base runners in 6Ks. I think the fastball locations just are not good. Dance with someone else. Uh, Ryan Nelson did poorly against the Brewers. Uh, it was 300 runs in five innings. But actually, I mean, not by a bad 120 whip in 6Ks. I just think the the heater did well against a poor offense. And that is it. And I really don't think this is it uh, for you to chase. Justin Verlander, I think, did well against the Astros. Just had a really stupid inning against them. Uh, we're allowed 300 runs. And uh, I think otherwise, like, he's a holly. Think like George Kirby is Justin Verlander. That's that's actually not the worst comparison I've ever made. Um, I mean, you want the slider to be better than George Kirby's, but that's kind of where he's at. Uh, Nathan Evaldi against the White Sox. This is terrifying because he was sitting 93.8. Yeah, if you're thinking to yourself, wait a second, is he supposed to be like a 96 mile per hour guy? Yeah, he's supposed to be, and he wasn't. And when we got terrified last year, it was because of that. So he allowed six innings, four, sorry, he went six innings, four and runs, five hits, two walks, and four Ks against the White Sox. Not fun at all. So someone on Twitter mentioned, yeah, but he hit 97.1, which is fair. You think like, okay, he still has it in him. I looked at the the pitch velocity chart of like how, uh, you know, all of the pitches he threw and like the ranges. And there was one that was 97, but everything else was like 94, 95 or lower, right? Like he went down as 91.7, which is also in the same way. Like I'm like, he had two that were sub 92. I'm like, eh, that's not really it. He pretty much was like 93, 94 and maybe like to 95 a little bit. But boy, that is, uh, this is scary. He's declined in like four straight starts uh, with his velocity. And I am terrified of Evaldi at this point. Like there's something, it's, it's coming back. 
and this stinks. So you might want to sell Uvalde right now. I might, I might truly saying like, yeah, this is not going to recover. Um, I will never financially recover from this. Uh, Colin Ray against the Arizona Diamondbacks. You don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Gore against the Cardinals. Six innings, five earned runs, nine hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. I love the Blake Snell blueprint when he does it. Right, he's like super close to doing it. Ten over fifty-three whiffs on the four-seamer. Slider wasn't very reliable in this one, but if you could tell me that like he does the Blake Snell blueprint, Mackenzie Gore is legit. I just don't buy it. I just don't think he's trying to do it. It's happening a little bit, but I don't really think he can. Uh, so I, I'm not. I don't want to lean in on Mackenzie Gore so much, but I'm going to keep. I'm going to continue to monitor this. Fastball is really good. Oh, and then there's Noah Davis. And no, you don't you don't want to start Noah Davis. All right, looking forward to today's games as we go a little bit long on this one. Luis Castillo, Kevin Gosman, Zach Gallen, Shoei Otani, Christian Javier, Aaron Nola, and Yudarvish Darvish are all in that auto start tier. Probable start tier is Garrett Whitlock, who's a streamer at 13% rostered, and I do not understand why. That's insane to me. Insane. Go get Garrett Whitlock on all your teams. Taj Bradley, Tyler Wells, uh, Sandy Alcantara. I know those are two two tough matchups there. Wells and Alcantara. I think you still go for it. I know Alcantara has not been the guy you want. It was a terrible command start last time. That is not who he is. Sonny Gray, Andrew Abbott, uh, Brady Singer, Matthew Boyd, Rich Hill, and Kyle Hendricks. I think these are all really good matchups, and you're just going to do them um, with Brady Singer against the Tigers being a, a cherry bomb start, but still I think you just do all of this. Uh, questionable start two, you have AJ smith Shaver, uh, which is going to be really fun. Uh, you have Paul Blackburn, Julio Tehran, and Miles Michaelis that are kind of these safer starts. I mean, Tehran, whatever, you do it. Uh, but Gavin Williams is here against Oakland. Everyone says, wait, what? It's an MLB debut against Oakland. I understand, but Gavin Williams hasn't got more than five innings in the minors. And he has eight walks in three games. So it's a four-walk game, a three-walk game, and a one-walk game in his three AAA starts. Uh, he's a fastball-focused guy. And the secondaries can't really be relied on or, or upon. And I th- I kind of feel like he's going to go like four innings. Uh, that That's kind of how I see it. Martin Perez and Michael Kopech at the, at the bottom of this. Kopech is the Rangers. And like this is very risky, but if you must. While Martin Perez as a lefty could make it work against the White Sox, but I don't really love it. And Johnny Brito uh, is going for the Yankees. Not... Uh, uh, Randy Vasquez, which is unfortunate because I really like Randy Vasquez. Um, but uh, Trevor Williams, Michael Grove, Tyler McGill, Sean Manaya, and Connor Siebel round that out. Uh, I don't really want to go with any of them. Michael Grove could be going for the Dodgers. It doesn't really seem like it would be very long, but if he does have his four-seamer up, that could work out well, while Tom McGill is just an absolute avoid there. Uh, looking forward to today's games. Uh, we have Shane McClanahan, Joe Ryan, Blake Snell, Mitch Keller, and Braxton Garrett. Uh, you have, uh, those are pretty obvious to me. Blake Snell, I hope you can go 12 strikeouts again. Uh, Mitch Kelly is against Miami. Braxton Gary is against the Pirates. Uh, they're going against each other. Those, that should be good for both of them. The probable start tier, Logan Allen is like 12% roster now as he goes against Oakland. Like, absolutely. Uh, Logan Allen is not as bad as you guys think. Uh, Logan Allen against the Athletics is one of those games where, yeah, sure, he just needs to have a decent slider. And the slider hasn't been as good recently, but that would be totally fine. J.P. Sears against the Grand Star. I was getting all of these flashbacks to, like, the end of last year during the sit and start for whatever reason. Uh, J.P. Sears against the Guardians. 
um, I think is a solid one as well. We just hope that he's more on the 20 whiff side. It's kind of like old Eric Lauer uh, versus the uh, the 5 whiff side on that fastball. Um, Domingo Herman against the Mariners, Brian Wu against the Yankees, and Bryce Elder against the Phillies. Brian Wu, fastballs have been working out really well. I, I wonder how the secondaries are going to come through. And then Domingo Herman should recover from his last terrible start against the Yankees against the Mariners. Uh, Bryce Elder against the Phils, he didn't do well in his last start against uh, Rocky. Sorry, he did well in his last start, but didn't do well two ago. I hope that he's on the trend of redemption as opposed to just having that um, Dennis, where it was just one start that was good that brought you back, but then doesn't stick around for long. Uh, that is after 30 Rock. Yes. Uh, question will start to you. you have Tommy Henry against the Nationals. He's done well with the Slayers last two starts. Tywin Walker against Atlanta is not something that you really want to go for because Tywin Walker, you never know what you're going to get. And it's Atlanta. But maybe there's a chance that he has some, something new here that is amazing. In the Do Not Start tier, you have Alex Wood, Jake Irvin, Nick Pavetta, and Max Castillo. In that bottom tier, none of these guys are guys you want to chase. Alex Wood uh, did well in very limited uh, pitches last time against the Dodgers, but I really don't want to make this uh, do this again versus the Padres. All right, that is it for today. Uh, make sure you check out that uh, that uh, stream tonight. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bounce below and your strikeout high.